When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lubricht mein Klomp, and welcome to Shift F1, a podcast about speedy race cars. That, by the way, is Dutch. We're doing Dutch again, because we've got another Italy. You know, this is our only Dutch. <laughs> uh, that's Dutch for, now my wooden shoe is breaking. Oh, no. Uh, is wooden shoe just Dutch for clog? It's clomp, clomp I believe. Clomp. <laughs> mein, mein Klomp. Oh, excuse me. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Drew, we've advertisers now. We have to play it safe. <laughs> uh, well, that means to be totally amazed or or not expect something. Uh, I, 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 did, I wasn't expecting that. I tell you, <laughs> fucking Drew's right wing turn coming on episode 240. Bury that one, mate. Uh, also didn't expect uh, Zandwort to produce a, such a crazy race, but I suppose right? we have uh, the rain to thank for that. Uh, I am Drew Scanlon. Joining me, Danny O'Dwyer. How are you, Danny? I do. I do feel like every time we get to the "Hey guys, final thoughts for the podcast," and both me and Rob say, "God, I just hope it rains." I do feel like we're kind of phoning it in, but yet, were we not right in that the one thing every race really needs, especially Zandvoort, um, is a little bit of a, a little bit of sprinkle, sprinkle. Although I will say. Monza's pretty much without without like I'm gonna knock on wood here. Monza's pretty good, like consistently. I feel like, and even if it's not good, it's Monza. Monza's great. I just love looking at. It. Well, maybe we'll have some uh, something special in the weather forecast as well. Too. Oh, ooh, yeah. ooh. Uh, also joining us, Rob Zachney. How are you, Rob? Uh, still riding high from that race. Uh, <laughs> MVP performance from the weather. Uh, av- you know, after a number of a number of sort of disappointing showings. Yeah. Uh, beautiful to see a return to form for the weather. Absolutely. Uh, if you are new to this podcast, a very warm welcome to you. And if you are new to Formula One itself, we recommend listening to our preseason primer episode, humbly, uh, which assumes no prior F1 knowledge and explains how this sport works and who everybody is. So if you'd like to go back and listen to that, it's episode 216. Also, this show would not be possible without our audience over at patreon.com slash shiftf1, where every month we release bonus podcasts and videos exclusively for our patrons that cover racing documentaries and films, F1 video games, experiments with other racing series, and a lot of fun stuff. So if you'd like to go uh, support the show and get access to all that fun stuff, head over to 
patreon.com slash shift F1 or click the link in the show notes. So what do we have going on this month, Danny? Well, aside from our beautiful ad-free podcast as well, oh, should be mentioned. Course. I gotta amend that. Yeah, yeah. amend, amend the intro. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of happy patrons over there with our ad-free podcast. But uh, what we are uh, recording tomorrow is our review of Initial D, the anime, uh, the first five episodes of the first uh, season of Initial D, and I mean, I'm only three episodes in. I'm loving this madness. It's good. It's a good time. It's not to burn good pod, but I'm like 2D, 2D drawing, 3D cars. I didn't I'm realize. I'm kind of mad go. I missed this. Do, Let's yes, go. The fact, I, I, somehow I did not know this key fact about this. Me neither. Is that it's an anime and then it does the MechWarrior TV show thing <laughs> where it goes from the animation to really raw like CG yeah. graphics. Like PS1 baby. Yeah. It's real. It, yes, it it looks it looks like a prototype of Gran Turismo One. <laughs> it does uh, in right. the best possible ways. I love it. It's like, hey, guess what? The cars we think cars are so good in this universe that they're on a they have a whole other <laughs> dimension. like dimension to them that we do not. Um, it's Is that what good. the D so, stands for? Initial D, exactly. It, D can mean could mean a lot of things. Find out on our Patreon exclusive podcast um, uh, pretty soon. And also, massive thanks to our incredible. Uh, title sponsors, Agave ATX, Cyphus Training, Turf SCS, Alex Medina, at B- Team Blackjack, Michael Maves, Gordy's Army, at Talking Autos, Olivia Evans, TelemetryDeck.com, FTC, Drew Stewart, Bailey Foot, Abdullah Althani, Jason Chadwick, Abraham Getchell, The Space Above Us, Bunny Fiend, Sniggs, Alex Goucher, Max Voltar, Circuit Demon, Troy Stammer, Umberto Roca, William Romf, Irvine, Clinical, Research, Lachlan the Maddened Man, and of course, Jason Kelly. Thank you all, and thank you to all of our amazing patrons. We'll get that D right over to you ASAP. Are we sure it's not Jordy's Army? Jordy's Army. If this person has been a Newcastle fan, and I have been mm. mispronouncing... That they're Geordie like. If I would be. Wait, have, haven't you always been saying Geordie's army? Gordy's army. Haven't I? Oh, that's so weird. In my Is head, I was just bears? I was just turning it into like Geordie lad. Geordie, <laughs> yeah, Geordie's army. Is it? I was, I was going with uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Geordie. Geordie, okay. Which I think LaForge. is a J. Lavar Burton. Yeah, Geordie. Geordie for uh, Newcastle people is is a G E O, right? I'm pretty sure. So, hey, hey, Gordy's All Army, I know about Jordy's comes from uh, sailing to Philadelphia. Uh, the iconic Mason Dixon uh, historical ballad by Mark Knopfler. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's so much Mark Knopfler. Just it has an amazing refrain, which they say we are sailing to Philadelphia to draw the line. The Mason Dixon line, and that you just hear that so many times. It's like, yeah, they did draw the shit out of that line. <laughs> Salute, did they actually fellas. draw a line though, like in real the life. The origin of the Mason Dixon line is they're settling a border dispute between two uh, colonies, and they so literally drew a line. That's... Like, you, well, did no, he go out with like painted the, it? No, know, the no, little... no, well, they drew it on a map. Do you guys ever have that? Um... Whenever I was, uh, I played football right in Europe, and we would you ever did you ever line a pitch? I can see what you're doing with oh, your yeah, hands. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, with, the, with the miming, with, did you guys have the a, same like a cart with a spray can on the end of it? Yeah. Is that so? How or did like, you guys or do like it? Grinding chalk. 
So, well, okay, so yours was chalk or a spray can, was it? The one we had for the the football team I played for, which was just in a soccer field in a psychiatric hospital, we used to, our chant was, you'll never beat the mental. Um, we wow. we had, a, it was like a bucket on wheels that you just filled full of paint. And then, like, so it was loose paint in it. And then the wheel <laughs> was rotating. Around. Yeah, no, that is not yeah. how that looked. So we just that pushed that shit. How- Oh, that was it. No, it was like a. For, for, it, I seem to recall it was like some sort of weird dusting type thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was weird. Ours is just like painters like base coat paint, just like also, white. I'll be, I'll be honest, Danny. Like it is possible. And look, I love Ireland, and I'm proud to be <laughs> Irish. But the whole island could maybe do with some sensitivity training, uh, <laughs> based on that little anecdote. <laughs> That's not even. Though, I mean, I grew oh, up. Oh, no, I know. It was, yeah. You, I have a lot of stories about that place. It was a good time. It was a great time. I loved it. Should we shout talk out. about Formula One? I guess. <laughs> Wait, you want to do a shout out? <laughs> shout out, shout out, yeah. Shout out to St. Otterans. And uh, no, I'm good. Let's okay. let's talk about Formula One. Uh, well, we do have a lot of Formula One to get to because we not only have this insane Zandvoort race, but also Monza is coming up next weekend. So it our is. cup floweth over with uh, Dutch rain, but also race cars. Uh, so here's the grid for the Dutch Grand Prix. Max Verstappen, maybe you've heard of him. He's at pole position, although it really kind of came down to the wire there. Um, Track evolution, baby. It was a lot of it. It, it was, uh, but also Charles Leclerc crashed in Q3. Mm. Had a hard whack uh, after he just drift off, drifted off into the grass, which um, helped Verstappen since the track had more time to dry. It had been wet. Uh, and I was worried that uh, it would hamper uh, the rise of one Alex Albon more um, by having a dry track that everyone else could outperform him on. But apparently not so much because, check this out, second place, Lando Norris, third place, George Russell, fourth place, Alex Albon lining up on the grid has never, I was surprised by this, never qualified in the top seven. Wow. There you go. I mean, just a ma- mad, just top to bottom. The, the, I mean, number one, not mad, but the other three is kind of mad. Lando second and Russell in third. Pretty good. Yeah. Hamilton had, Hamilton had a bit of a mare. He really um, did. Yeah. He, yeah. he said after the, uh, the session, I really don't know. It's from racefans.net. Uh, the car didn't feel too great after FP2. It felt great in FP1. And I've just not had that feeling ever since. So I'm not really sure what it is. Said it was just mm. slow. Um, but yeah, let's go down the rest of the grid here. Fernando Alonso lining up fifth, Carlos Sainz in sixth, Sergio Perez seventh, uh, Oscar Piastri in eighth, Charles Leclerc ended up ninth, and Logan Sargent, the other Williams. This is the both time. This is the first time both Williams cars have been in Q3 for the first time since Monza 2017. Uh, Sargent did might have done his better Williams. if he hadn't. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, he he, he did, did crash that. immediately in Q3. Immediately, yeah. <laughs> On there's a bit of call lag, me, call lag going on, isn't there? Is there? I don't know. There's, Maybe a, we there's just... a little bit. <laughs> Who knows? Well, I'm sure Danny will figure it out in post. Exactly. Um, Lance Stroll in 11th, Pierre Gasly 12th, uh, Lewis Hamilton 13th, uh, Nico Holgenberg 14th, Joe Guanyu 15th, and then Esteban Ocon, Yuki Sonoda, who was penalized three grid places for impeding. Uh, I believe it was, was it Hamilton. I think it mm. I remember the incident, but I forget who it was. I want to uh, say there were two incidents. Mm. Botas uh, in 18th, 
Uh, Liam Lawson in 19th, which we'll get to in a second, and then Kevin Magnuson in 20th, starting from the pit lane due to multiple power unit element replacements. But yeah, Liam Lawson, a name you may not have heard of, uh, because he's, until this weekend, was not a Formula 1 driver. He, uh, former Formula 2 driver, and is currently second in the Super Formula Championship over in Japan. Um, He was at the Grand Prix because he is a uh, Red Bull reserve driver and learned during the driver's meeting that he would be replacing Daniel Ricciardo uh, for the race due to Ricciardo um, injuring his hand in a crash in free practice too. Yeah, the crash was interesting. Um, Oscar Piastri lost it on the uh, the banked curve, which got a lot of great action all weekend. Uh, F2 and F3 had some fantastic, uh, um, uh, or no, just F2, I think it was, had some had some great races. Um, he he just kind of lost it um, on the turn. And then Ricardo was, ne- was coming in next, uh, but he was coming in kind of hot. The uh, yellow f- flags had just come up on the boards, but he was sort of carrying speed into it. And essentially, he was taking a high line. He was like trying a high line around it and realized kind of too late or I guess as early as you'd ever know that, uh oh, there's a McLaren parked where I'm supposed to drive. And he just kind of binned it like he just went, oh, I have to crash then. He said he had two options, hit Piastri or hit the wall. And you can tell how quickly he made the decision because he just kind of braked as he could, shallowed the angle didn't take his hands off the wheel and then unfortunately that's what actually ended up breaking uh the bone on the outside of the hand i forget oh. what it's called yeah. yeah well he uh daniel um was flown to barcelona to mm. have surgery on his hand um he will not be back in the car for monza but christian horner says maybe uh in singapore so lawson will be back uh next week yeah that's got to stay for ricardo but fair yeah. play to him lawson. as well you know it's you know Fair play, yeah. Taking the Lawson was the guy they were like. The reason Daniel's in this car is in part because Lawson is somebody that Rebel wants to bring along, but they were trying once again to not have to rush someone to to the front, as it were. Uh, so here's the thing: is there a possibility that we don't see Daniel in F one car again? If like if this goes well, uh, is there a chance that they just move on? And uh, just just embrace the future. Yeah, if it goes I, well. I don't. I yeah. I think that's a a possibility. Um, there's more from this racefans.net article. Christian Horner, uh, being Ricardo's mouthpiece here, strangely, uh, who says Ricardo had several screws and a plate fitted during oh. his surgery. Um, it went well. It was successful because the bone was broken in multiple places, but it was a fairly Ooh. straightforward procedure. Now it's all about recovery. For a normal human being, that would be a couple of months. For a Grand Prix driver, it's often much shorter. Uh, or is it, right? Like, this could be one of those um, moments where, you know, it's just a weird injury and they never really recover from. I I, I don't know. I, Robert Kubica was able to do a lot with basically one hand. Uh, so and if they give him a steering wheel that was remotely accessible, he might, maybe could have done more. Uh, remember, we, we, sh- we saw the... Uh, the one-handed version of the steering wheel show up like extremely late in his time in F1 <laughs> yeah. uh, where like all the buttons were laid out. So <laughs> uh, a single hand could, could grip them all. 
Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to... I, I think this must be a bit of a nightmare for Ricardo. Um, and also not ideal for Lawson. Like, this is... Ricardo is talking about how, like, coming in mid-season's not great. I'm not really you know warmed up to physically for this type of action and be great to like have some time with the car beforehand like Liam Lawson's unsurprisingly I guess he ends up last in qualifying but like I feel like your first Formula One race in Zandvoort in the rain is kind of kind of harsh you know yeah yeah and he had but never I will say driven this. this particular car before he driven other Alpha Tauris I think in practice sessions but this particular one he got free practice three and then that's it you go qualify <laughs> uh rob did you have something uh yeah i just i would say that like regarding circumstances in which you come into f1 uh this might actually be the dream scenario though right oh yeah because you're playing with house money nobody wanted you in this car this wasn't the plan this is you know this was for this was a situation that came up, everyone knows this is, you're not ready to do this. And so there's really only performing to expectations or exceeding expectations. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, I don't think this is a scenario where he can like ruin his shot in the way that we have seen so many other younger drivers ruin theirs, right? Like Nick DeVries comes in, it's like, you better, you better show up and show out, and it's it's over ha- halfway through. There's just no runway. But here, I think he might get a few races grace period just to just to get his feet wet. It's like and a then, freebie. Yeah, and then I maybe mean, he gets a full season next year. Nick DeVries got that too, and like impressed. Remember his first That's outing? True. Oh yeah. Uh, so That's who a point? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Danny, do you want to take us through? The start <laughs> of Zanvor. This may be one sure. of the heaviest lifts oh, of the season. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to to um, uh, detail it. So, you know, off they go. Um, the my like sort of shock at watching the first lap of this is a everyone's driving next like they are already three abreast and we're entering this uh banked section two they are constantly losing the back of the car and having to make dramatic wheel adjustments to correct themselves and c basically no one hit each other the only people who did were leclerc and piastri no that's right yeah okay um, and then the other thing we saw was almost, I wish I could place a bet on Alonso overtaking on his own special custom line through that banking, <laughs> which we remember from the past couple of years. He loves entering high and swooping under and just taking that lovely little uh, low uh, part of the track, which he did to great effect to get up, I think it was past Albon into fourth. And Is that Russell. right? And Russell, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just ate them up. Um, Verstappen got away pretty good. And then the cameras, we talked about how Zandvoort is a fairly compact track. Like the furthest parts of the track here are probably closer than the furthest parts of most Formula One tracks. But by the time they got to like the back end of sector two, 
the spitting of it was like each camera got more yes. rain it yes. was the whole way and it didn't seem to stop and the back of the track was just like oh no are they all gonna have to come in for inters immediately um and that's what happens with some of them well, at least well, sergio perez decided fuck it <laughs> the answer was yes i mean they all needed to come in for inters immediately it's just that not everyone got the answer right and i think you'd really say like the whole race hinges on this moment because it's basically coming out of this moment there are now the, the race forks into like four groups right yes the group that get what turn out turns out to be the optimal race call and this is going to be decisive for race results is you do that first lap you go straight in you go for go to enters and that is like Gasly, perez lawson magnuson sonoda joe leclerc leclerc will put an asterisk by and we'll come back to that in one <laughs> second well no yeah. you mentioned there was the contact yeah. Yes. Uh, Leclerc, it's another classic looking botched Ferrari pit stop. Oh um, my god! Everyone else switches to the enters. Goes pretty pretty according to plan. Leclerc, we see we cut to uh, the 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 camera from you know the, the front end, and we see a Ferrari mechanic racing around the front of the car carrying an inter because uh, they weren't ready. It turns out that Leclerc made the call himself to come in. The team was not ready. Uh, but then the other part of this is the wing damage. Yes. And I yes. guess there was some other damage that probably, maybe he was doomed no matter what. Did you see the guy? But, what guy? So I, there is a guy who points out, points the wing, right? Are you talking and about that guy? And he's holding the drill and he's like, he goes to do it and he's the only one. Like there's no other person taking the, the, the other side off or, and there's no one coming out with a well, new there's wing. No, there's no front wing in the area. I didn't see, like, I don't no. think they were ready to do a nose swap. But, but, but yeah. he's, he's clearly the guy who's on that side and that's the side that has the end plates gone. So he goes to do it and then looks around and then sort of sheepishly just backs up. Oh, man. Because, <laughs> like, and fuck, the, I guess we're not changing the wing. But he was right. Thing, sometimes you're Denzel Washington in Crimson Tide where you just got to make the call. You yeah. got to do the right <laughs> thing. Just you just need himself. to take that front nose off and be like, I'm not letting this man go until we put a new <laughs> put a new, new nose on. Yeah. But either way, so, like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to what that signifies for Ferrari and Leclerc and all that. But uh, so it's Leclerc kind of making his own call. Uh, in absence of guidance from the team, the inter's swap takes takes a minute, but he still gets back out there. The second group of people are the people who go that one more time around. Yeah. And then they're, they can see the writing on the wall. The rain is intensifying fast, and they, they're going to come in on lap three. And that is, I think, Max, Alonzo, Sainz, and Ocon. And then the group that I think actually had the worst strategy of anyone is the late switch to inters group and they don't all do it at once but lap four or later you have people starting to be like uh, i guess we got to call it we need to switch yeah. to inters fuck hamilton comes in i think lap five uh norris comes in uh i think God, it's the same comes lap. in yeah it's it, they're very they're very late and i think Stroll? there's a weird radio call there where norris is asked can you stay out? And he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. Which in radio call parlance does not actually indicate to me he, he affirmatively is making a decision about what, what strategy he wants to do. <laughs> but either way, so they kind of like throw it up in the air. He kind of bats it back. He stays out. Uh, Stroll comes in late. That's, that's correct. Uh, and then Russell uh, also comes in late, but I think he comes in before Hamilton. Hamilton is very late to come to come off the tire, and he's angry. Uh, and about then, 
He's like he was, and I think he should have been because they started him on mediums. And I don't know when is the last moment you can switch while that car is on the grid. But this is Ferrari need to entertain the possibility they become kind of a bad race day team, Mm. Uh, and maybe just a bad racing team because like this is the mediums. The entire premise of the mediums is that Hamilton is going to stay out. And he's gonna do the the overcut, right? Everyone's gonna everyone's gonna come in. He's gonna stay out on those mediums. They're coming into themselves, and then he's gonna cruise. And maybe that's gonna work. But you could. The weird thing about Zandvoort is you can stand on the back of the grandstands and look out toward where the weather is coming from, and yeah. kind of see how this is gonna go. Yeah. And we know that like softs are. They have some raceability in the wet. They're like they're soft enough and they retain enough heat. You can kind of make it work. The mediums that wasn't no. going to fly. Yeah. And so there was no there was no upshot to Mercedes being like let's let's let it ride. And then Hamilton gets on the radio and says uh, we shouldn't be out here on these. And they just tell him you're going to have to brave this. And then eventually they decide this is this is too wet. They bring him in. Weirdly enough, the group that does ride it out. Uh, is Albin, I think Piastri doesn't come in for, for Inters, Hulkenberg, uh, Valtteri, and Sargent. They all stay out. And the weird thing is, that is not the right strategy, but it does appear to be less wrong than the people who basically came in, <laughs> took all the hit for running slicks in the rain, switched to Inters right at the point where the Inters really aren't doing very much affirmative good, and then they have to come in for the switch to slick. So like uh. the whole race is this moment of like the four groups that have to have to have to make this call. And like there was one really right court course of action. And then there's kind of one really catastrophic <laughs> one. And Hamilton, it's wild where he finishes up given how badly this race started. Um, the one thing I just wanted to throw back to y'all is I think you'd see the Leclerc situation is like kind of a classic Ferrari blunder. Um, I'm also sitting like, but I don't know fully where I even begin to assign blame because also he came in, they weren't expecting him. Well, he is. I feel like we, we, we hypothesized this. I feel like we did. And I feel like we did with signs, not Leclerc. And again, I apologies to Ferrari fans. If they feel like we're constantly, hypothesizing around this stuff but it it keeps happening that it's just impossible to not talk about it but we did say isn't there is there going to come a point when the lack of trust that the drivers have in the decision making is going to make them start like fog of war making calls or not listening to the to the pit board or to the to the pit and then that's going to create problems too and you could argue that Leclerc sort of going off script and coming in was one of those so F1 actually has a a couple pretty good videos on their YouTube channel Um, the first one plays all of the radio from these opening laps Oh and it's amazing how things unfold you know drivers like Botas who ended up going long saying, hey, it is definitely intermediates. I think he's the first one to say that. Uh, while his team says, no, stay out. Hulkenberg is asked if he can survive one to two more minutes. He says, we'll see, I guess. Oh and then gosh. Stroll's just telling his team to shut up. It's so great. Um, in another video, Julian Palmer uh, does kind of the, the breakdown that, that Rob uh, just did for us um, and, and points out that no team called their driver in everyone that came in it was all cockpit calls so that's funny 
I think that puts back on Ferrari being like, back on Ferrari. hey, man, why were you ready for this? You've got to be ready. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that makes Perez's call even cooler then, I think. And also what happens to his pits later, even less cool, which we'll get to. Um, well, I will say one of the funniest, you know, we talk about the Red Bull being on a different level. And obviously this has nothing to do with it. But it was very funny watching Sergio Perez put Formula One on like baby mode and just like overtake 20 cars in one lap. <laughs> that was the fun. Like it just, I think if you're new to F1, that is the perfect demonstration. Cause you hear people saying like, oh, there's like a eight second per difference, uh, 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 per lap difference on between the wets or between the inters and, and the softs. Right. But that's kind of a bit hard to like rock in your head. That sounds, and oh, the conditions are never that black and white. Right, different parts of the track and all the and yeah, and you don't you don't often have car you don't often have cars on softs when it's like bucketing raining, which it was, and other cars coming out on new enters and but watching him basically just like dance around them like like an adult playing soccer against toddlers was just like amazing. Like yeah. he was just like breezing past them. Like that's what it's like. That's the difference. And I think and I think you alluded to it also just like that lap one where the conditions are getting wetter and wetter. These guys are so good. Like they really oh, yeah. are. The fact that this this doesn't turn into just like absolute carnage up and down the like you know three yeah. hours of red flag to straight F2. bits of carbon fiber <laughs> and oh, you'll yeah? see the difference. Yeah, you'll see you'll see lots. Uh, not to I think the Formula yeah. Two drivers did great too. But if you want to see just losing the car randomly, that was happening um, a lot over there, and it eventually happened in this with a uh, sergeant, I think. Yeah, he had well, his crash so, was a bit of one of those. Oh he, no, something broke on curb. his. Yes, that so he hits a curb and he loses basically uh, like the front axle. It like breaks. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he he breaks he he breaks one of the wheels effectively, uh, or some of the hydraulics on the suspension, and that's that's it for him. Uh, but yeah, I, the, just the last thing I'll say on Leclerc is I do kind of feel like. Uh, it just feels like a couple that you know that you're friends with that like I feel like everyone they'd be happy if they were divorced. Yeah. They because just... it does feel like Leclerc has no faith in the pit wall, but they've done nothing to earn faith from him. And like Drew, good God, knowing now that every other team basically knows that it's the it's at the driver's discretion, like in these sorts of conditions, you just gotta stand by to go to the alternate strategy that they call. And Ferrari's not ready to do that. And then they they see like the the battle damage, and they're just like, and go, well, I guess we can't do anything about it because who wouldn't want to have another unscheduled pit stop in the middle of a Grand Prix <laughs> to replace the front wing? In fairness, that is, that, I am not. I'm trying to remember in real time. Um, I don't know if anyone reported the broken i feel like we learned about his broken wing a little bit later mate maybe i'm wrong i can't tell or maybe and he probably didn't know either i guess it might be tricky to it's a clockwise track right and he's turning that way so i think that that might actually yeah but that mechanic spotted something i feel this is the thing that we can't <laughs> i feel like the mechanic spotting something and trying to flag it down a little bit uh is is kind of incriminating i think somebody needs to uh see see that something's going on there but um I guess so what, the, the other counterpoint. So th- 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 w- w- just to make, th- th- they did bring, yeah. it, did they bring him in and then put him back on softs? Is that right? Did they give him new softs, or did they actually re- remember and then swap? No, he went to he went to inters. He did. Okay. Yes, and then he went out. But I I think 
I forget. Did they have to? No, they just ran him with damage. Uh, yeah. They just got like progressively worse. But uh, I guess the other point in this is Matt, like Max occasionally raises his hand to offer some thoughts on what they might want to do and is getting the same thing that we talked about like a couple weeks ago where it's like, Max, shut, just shut up. Just focus, Max. <laughs> and I guess you can sort of see Red Bull just don't want their drivers inputting on strategy unless asked and you can kind of see the the wisdom in that to an extent is if you do set the expectation that strategy calls are coming from the from the pit wall yeah if we blow it it's on us and but it is not your calls as well which they did this time there's a cleanness to it there yeah there's a yeah well speaking of verstappen uh he was in that second group um Lost three places as a result, but quickly overtakes Gasly for third place, uh, who had made up nine positions mm. with his uh, lap one pit. Um, what do we think of this pass on Gasly, though? Did y'all did y'all take it in yeah, a little bit? Yeah, he forced him out a bit wide. It's, it's aggressive. Yeah, it was, un- <laughs> it was unnecessarily aggressive. Yeah. It's one of those moments where I'm like, you don't even get the under review type thing the under investigation (laughs) moment like it was just it was such a he sweeps wide and like slams the door shut and to me it's pretty textbook he's he's like 20 car lengths ahead of him two turns later because gasly had to like basically slam the brakes to get out of the way yeah i mean well max had like demonic pace that's that's for sure but yeah i'm with you it's like he trashes gasly's line because gasly has to bail out or risk a collision. Uh, and I don't know. It's like it's like one of those moments where, um, I don't know, sometimes I feel like when you're this dominant, they just stop calling stuff on you because it's like, what difference does it make in the end? But it was just so, like, out there. Mm-hmm. That I was just like, surely someone's going to look at this, given some of the other stuff that does get examined. Well, he, uh, he passes Joe pretty easily um, a lap later on lap seven for second place in Perez at this point. Uh, in first is 11 seconds up the road. Um, more pit stops happen around lap 12. This is when the rain has finally gone. People are going back on to slick tires. It's also when Leclerc does get a new front wing. Doesn't do him much good. He retires later in the race with uh, that damage from contact with Piastri. Apparently, he lost 60% of his downforce. Man. Um, I think due to some floor uh, crunching. And this is a track where you need it. Monza's not, but this is yep. one where you do. Uh, Verstappen, who is in second, is brought in before his teammate on this round of pit stops, uh, who's leading the race, which is counter to what usually happens, because as we see, it's easy for the first stopper to undercut the second. Uh, Red Bull said that they did this to cover Alonso. Uh, this quote from race fans from Christian Horner. Had we pitted Checo first, they would have both undercut Max, uh, Alonso, and uh, whoever was behind him. Um, so we'd have gone from a net 1-2 to a net 1-4. So we pitted oh, Max no. first with the risk being that he'd undercut Checo, but we'd end up as a team as first and second. So it was a no-brainer. A no-brainer. Can you like imagine? Is- they only had 50 laps to overtake Fernando Alonso. That's, you know, God forbid, in, in, their, in their rocket ship car, which is faster than anyone else by a mile. Yeah. I feel like this is Jack Nicholson and a few good men pretending he didn't order the code red where it's like 
And, and look, here's the thing. Like, Max kind of Max kind of wanted to be on Inters early anyway, and they told him, you know, stay out there, deal with it. But you don't have to pretend, guys. Yeah. Like, we understand. We've seen how Checo's driving this year. Like, Max is Max is the guy. He gets he gets the chosen strategy. I don't. You can just you can just be straight. I guess the thing you're avoiding tell you're you're avoiding sending the message to Checo. Yeah. But it it seemed pretty clear that it was just like. Yeah, Max gets optimal strategy. We don't. Christian we don't Horner res- does not have the time or the inclination <laughs> to explain to Checo why Max is pitting first. All you have to do is look at the color of the stands <laughs> around you in Zandvoort. Uh, Al- Alonso said, uh, "I would have attacked Verstappen more at the start, uh, but I feared being able to leave Zandvoort." <laughs> <laughs> That's a great oh. line. That's a great line. Should we line. just call it, just to give you a sense of like how some of these pit stop calls played out, uh, Hamilton was in last place on lap five, just when all this oh shook God. out. Like, Hamilton was dead last. Uh, and Joe, up there in second? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. The, the changes of fortune in this, and the people who end up, we like, there's the entire little duel for the lead between Russell and uh, Lando on, like, lap yeah. three, before they both realized that they had no grip, <laughs> and their race was probably on the way to being ruined, uh, but it was very cool, uh, just just how all this how all this shook out, uh, yeah, but I, yeah, it's like, it, it, it was like an early Christmas for a lot of people who got that first call right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, other other big movers, Perez moved up six, Joe moved up 13 positions wow ghastly nine uh sunoda nine magnuson sunoda nine to eighth place magnuson moved up 11 places to ninth uh lawson up eight places to 11th um but yeah uh, uh back to the race though really scary moment as sunoda nearly squeezes Ocon into the wall yeah. this was a real like heart and mouth moment reminded me of some stuff that we've seen at spa uh, Ocon, though, does get by Sunoda <clears throat> and Albon follows uh, into 8th and ninth, respectively. And then uh, lap 16, yellow flag, and we cut to Logan Sargent in the wall. And yeah, it looks like, as you said, Danny, he cuts that corner really sharply uh, and um, said something broke on his car. Dave Robson from Williams, uh, head of vehicle performance, says, uh, we are still investigating the cause of his DNF, but he suffered with a loss of hydraulics. Right, yeah. He was on the radio pretty quickly saying, what happened? It just wouldn't turn. And you could see on replay that, yeah, it looked like something on the, the front right was was banjaxed maybe. Um, heavy hit. I bet that um, yeah, and just, got, got a nice little number on the G-force meter there. What a real roller coaster of a weekend for him. I, I felt bad. He looked extremely dejected. This was the saddest thing I've seen since Mika Hakkinen was crying uh, behind oh, the yeah. shows. Like yeah. this was one of the like the camera has just the, the cameraman smells blood and you're just out there in plain view and we are just going to drink in uh this like this racer's grief. Um but I am curious, you know. Th- I think they alluded to this a little bit in qualifying, or at least Karun did, but like is there a is there a sergeant death watch uh in effect now? Hmm. I'm yeah. curious. Like, do, do y'all do y'all feel like Williams? Williams seems to like you know still be backing their guy, but obviously they tell you that until they give you the hook. I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 do don't I don't think Williams has a mid-season swap in them. I don't think they're that team. No. I think they have enough uh, 
enough trouble <laughs> with figuring out how to get their their database software off Microsoft Excel. Um, <laughs> but but I but I do feel like there is no shortage of Formula One talent there in the in the in the pool as well as the emerging pool coming from the lower uh, divisions. So yeah, I think if it's not death watch for his immediate career, it's definitely they need to see something by the end of this season or 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 yeah i think he might be in a little it's, bit of trouble yeah it's tough to know it's tough to know especially with you know teams in the in the back of the field because you it, you're really being compared with yourself and the you know the capabilities of the car and really only yeah. the team can know that um you know but you're right rob they have said that like you know he's he's really coming along uh but you know I imagine they'll see this season out and then do a a really uh, really deep introspection. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. It's like he's matched with Albin's a veteran, you know, yeah, sneaky yeah, like yeah. Albin's become a veteran. And the weird thing is with Albin, I think you can kind of see the benefit of you just let people come back from their early career like mm-hmm. rough mistakes, and it turns out they can't. Th- those maybe are not indicators of what yeah. the guy's ceiling is going to turn out to be. And uh, most guys just don't get that shot. And I'm not sure Sargent is going to get it either, but Albin did show more flashes uh, early on than we've seen from Sargent. So. Uh, safety car comes out for Sargent. We get a restart on lap 22 with the top five. Uh, Verstappen, Perez, Alonso, Gasly, Signs. Signs making move, moves on Gasly, but cannot get around for now. Uh, Gasly, though, also has a five-second penalty for speeding in the pit lane mm. so his podium hopes look to be at this point quite slim a uh, couple of good moves around lap 31 Sunoda gets by joe for eighth on the inside of turn one and one lap later norris getting by joe for ninth wait you say son- who had the pit lane not gasly gasly did he yeah no 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 press press yeah gasly no. had a five second penalty for speeding well? in the pit lane yes Wow. Wait, how does... I'm confused because the end of this race happens. I know. Okay. All right. <laughs> Stay tuned, Danny that. O'Dwyer. All right. Okay. I think I missed um, that. Yeah. All right. I missed that completely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lap 49, Alonso, another podium hopeful, has a bad pit stop as he goes from soft to soft. Uh, it's kind of funny because once you put on intermediate tires, you don't have to change compounds you can just yeah a bunch of these guys just went from soft to intermediate to soft <laughs> to soft you know um he so he's stationary for 8.3 seconds putting him out in fourth behind signs but three laps later alonzo has caught signs and gets him down the inside of turn one for third place lap 55 poor sunoda gets passed by norris and hamilton in quick succession through oh, turn yeah. one for ninth and tenth respectively and a lap later, Albon attacks Russell around the outside of turn one, taking sixth place from a Mercedes. And meanwhile, Hamilton gets Norris for ninth. Coming uh, back. Lap, yep. Uh, lap 60, Gasly, having served his, his five-second penalty, uh, ah. comes out behind signs, finally catches it back up to him uh, and gets him around the outside of turn one for fourth place. How about that Alpine, man? It's looking weirdly good. It Just is. like the Williams is looking weirdly good in this race. Yeah. It's really bizarre. Uh, I had forgotten about the fact that the circus is, circuit, 
uh, is not only so narrow, but the undulation and stuff just makes it look so fast. It makes it look yeah. like a karting track. Like they're just it's darting like every racer. It's yeah. just like, it's nonsense. And it's, it is tight, but it, weirdly enough, it's, it, it, there are some parts of this track which don't look very tight because they were more than happy to go three wide on them sometimes. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, maybe it's the speed they're taking. You know, they're accelerating out of corners or something, so it doesn't feel as breakneck or something. But yeah, it's a funny, funny old track, this thing. Yeah. Uh, lap 62, the rain rears his head once more. Uh, Verstappen oh comes back into the pits with plenty of room to spare, uh, goes out onto intermediate tires, uh, still in first place. Perez pits too, but despite that, goes off the road at turn one, seeding second place to Alonso because it is now dumping on the track. Oh my God. Tsunoda. Uh, does something similar, followed frighteningly closely by Joe, uh, which leads to a virtual safety car and finally a red flag. Yeah, Sonoda sort of tiptoed over the gravel and then Joe was like, nah, man, this is how you do it. <laughs> Check this <laughs> out. Just like whipped straight Wait, did into you the just, wall. Did you just give a neum with the word Joe? Joe, <laughs> Joe. Yeah, he's got his own version of it. They That's all great. do. I just, yeah. I'm always doing Lando Norris as well. Chico. <laughs> yes, Rob. Oh, I thought you were saying Checo, but you were just yeah. making a sound effect. Yeah. Uh yeah, like I want the the coming rainstorm was one of the my favorite characters through this through this GP <laughs> yeah. of like the constant check-ins <laughs> with like and also what a great okay. I'd actually come back around. Zandvoort is a special place because there's like no other place I can think of where you have such a comprehensive view of what the weather fronts are doing. Because like you go high, you're just above like sea level. And you can just see the weather coming in for miles. You so you see storms like brewing up over the North Sea, and like you you swear to God, you're about to see like the high seas fleet sail by to go engage <laughs> Jellico for the fate of the channel or whatever. Uh, but the the thing that really caught me here was that for a minute there, I was like, does Joe co- cost? Ocon the most inspired strategy call of the weekend the decision to just go to full wets as it just turns into a downpour all this stuff but you know we had a little time with the to go racing with those full wets and they did not seem to be doing what Sergio's enters were doing on lap one no yeah uh, lap two and it was one of those moments where I was like these wets don't seem to really have a use case. It's like they show up and it's like, uh, well, it's undrivable. And so these tires, by definition, like when, when conditions degrade Dude. to the point where like it's optimal, I guess, to be on a full wet, a red flag is just, it's coming. Like it's, it's just built in. There's no upshot to it. Rob, I remember a time when inters were, there was like a thin window for what an inter yep. was. Yes. And that seems to be completely lost now. There was a time where inters were risky, where like inters were like risky, like like soft and mediums are at the start. Well, of the for race. a long time, we didn't have them. Like yeah. we had, we you had slicks and you had wets. And then inters were introduced. And, and, and Danny, I'm with you. Like, I feel like I remember there was a, more of a more of a gradient, right? Where it's like there's the there's the inter window, but then real quickly you're in the wets window. And and if you're on inters in the wets, it was like in that type of deluge, it was bad news. Like 
was yeah. was you might as well yeah. have been on normal tires. And now it kind of feels that like if the track is not flooding and there's like actively standing <laughs> water like ankle deep on it, well that's inter's weather. Yeah. And if you can like paddle a boat down the strait that's full wet and <laughs> they're gonna red flag it anyway so don't worry right, right. and also be, the wets are gonna throw so much spray that like uh it'll be you know even if the rain stops it's too hazardous to continue so i don't know like on every front f1's ended up in a weird place with tires but i feel like the wet weather tire stuff has is sort of the quintessential example of the inters like too good at covering too many conditions mm. and the wet is too good at moving water into places you don't want it Mm. Uh, well, weirdly, Perez, um, by the time the red flag came out, was in the pits. He then couldn't exit because the race was red flagged. So that would have put him at the back of the grid uh, when uh, come restart. Thankfully for him, though, the stewards gave him the place he was in when he yeah. did it. So they just kind of rewinded they... it to one lap, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I had completely forgotten, though the gasly I, I do i remember it now that the the because i was only thinking about this stuff is like the stewards appending penalties like to be assessed after the fact and i totally forget that you know that you'll just have to stay there in the pit is is when did perez do the thing so i think it was coming in here oh, uh because it? he okay. said and i only knew this from watching the uh the i think it was the pit radio or the um uh the race radio uh video on f1's youtube channel he actually hit the barrier, like the side of the pit lane right. when he was coming oh, in. Oh, he did. For this pit. And I think that's what caused him to overspeed or it was, you know, all part of the same thing. Um, right. So we we get the, um, you know, we, we do a restart and then with four laps to go, we get the message that Perez has handed a five second penalty for speeding in the pit lane. Meaning that the fourth place, Pierre Gasly, if he can stay within that margin, he gets the podium. Uh, so we restart. We're looking at that. We're looking at contact between Norris and Russell at turn 11 that earns Russell, Russell a puncture that knocks him out of the race. Um, and it comes down uh, to the end of the race for Stappen winning. Pierre Gasly is within the margin. Beautiful. Podium. First time in an Alpine for Pierre Gasly. Hey, there was a minute there where it looked like Fernando might be able to do it, though. Yeah, and there was there's there's a lap there where where Max was having to keep that door wedged wedged tightly shut, like uh, which was which was pretty which was pretty bracing. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I think I learned that Indy cars do this recently, where they don't actually the speed limiter isn't limiting your speed; it is effectively a rev limiter, and so you have to adjust the like what tire you're on and what conditions you're on. Oh, interesting. Because oh, yeah. otherwise, that's how it dials in, uh, like keeps you at the right speed. Is like it, on these tires down the pit lane, these revs produce this speed. And I'm curious if F1 has a similar system where, like, if there's a, a dial you can fail to adjust. But uh, it sounded yeah, like it, he couldn't get it stopped in time, and mm. then passed and then that line at too fast a speed, and then connected with the wall in the wet. Maybe in the wet. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, Verstappen wins nine in a row, tying the record set by Sebastian Vettel and I think Alberto Ascari. Yeah. And Pastor Maldonado as well. That's right. Um, uh, Fernando Alonso <laughs> comes home in second place, scoring an additional point for the fastest lap. Pierre Gasly gets that podium. 
And uh, Sergio Perez, with his five-second penalty, comes home in fourth. Carlos Sainz, fifth. Lewis Hamilton making it up to sixth place. Nice. Uh, Lando Norris, seventh. Alex Albon holds on to four points for the Williams team in eighth. Thanks Oscar to Russell. Piastri, <laughs> yeah, Oscar Piastri, ninth. Esteban Ocon, the last points-paying position in tenth. Behind them, Lance Stroll, Nico Hulkenberg, Liam Lawson, 13th place. Way to go in your first... <laughs> trial by fire formula one race wait he overtook sonoda oh no sonoda crashed of course penalty yeah he got a, oh. he got a five second time penalty for causing oh, a collision did. with russell at turn one on oh. lap 52 uh <laughs> he'll finish 15th voucher botas 14th uh kevin magnuson in 16th uh he also received a five second time penalty for falling more than 10 car lengths behind the safety guard oh come on there are rules max had a bit of a nasty season but hey don't worry about it we'll talk about his new contract in the news it's all good yeah uh george russell technically classified 17th place but the dns of the race joe guan yu charlotte claire and logan Sargent. uh mm. as julian palmer pointed out in that uh video on f1's youtube channel 89 total pit stops wow which is a lot and kept them kept them busy because george russell did a stint on the hards in the middle of the race there Every compound of tire was used in this race. Oh, wow. That's great. Oh, yeah, because uh, who Ocon threw on the wets, right? Yeah, and so did Verstappen for a lap before the oh, red yeah. flag happened. Amazing. Yeah. There you go. So much for their, uh, you know, trying to not use tires <laughs> strategy. Yeah. <laughs> and so much for the Dutch Grand Prix. That is it for our race recap. We are going to take a break, and then we will be back with the news. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. Welcome back, everyone. That was a great ad. Don't Thanks. you have some stats about our ads, our categories? <laughs> I, I do. Um, gotta, I uh, this is fun. I'm this looking at the fun. back end right now. Um, and it tells we're done you... with the constructor standings uh, segments <laughs> and all this. Now, now we come back on ad performance. Uh, I've got standings. advertiser category performance. I don't know. Again, like I said, like podcasters ever talk about this stuff I, I as an audience member i'm curious about it yeah um our number one category with 15 percent of the total uh sports sports that's general could yeah. be anything tiddlywinks to media NFL. and entertainment uh open carrot sports wait okay. sorry what is so is this how people are fine like i'm no curious. these are, these no, are no. what kind of ads have been served to our listeners okay okay so yes 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 because okay. this is dynamic they're 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 uh uh there's a, there's a catchy name for it in the biz, um, but they're dynamic ads, so they're 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 placed in line. Um, second item, snacks and candy. Oh, really? Ten yeah. percent of the total. Our, our audience has a bit of a sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. Hope, you, I'm hoping that is uh, that is mostly Robert Kavita energy drinks. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, it is not the only food and drink category. Uh, but third place is retailers other other yeah so that's that's watches that's uh that's hot have uh, turtlenecks I ferrari so. branded jackets <laughs> yeah we've got a th- we got a three-way tie between uh 
food and drink colon food. <laughs> okay. And food and drink colon non-alcoholic beverage. There, I think, is your kibitza drink. Unless food and he's drink got a colon food. Yeah. Uh, and then also finance and insurance, auto insurance, five percent. It's important to have auto insurance, especially if you're especially with this crowd, I guess. Yeah. And then uh, rounding out the top ten, uh, or what is this? The top eight, uh, the classics: consumer electronics and wireless carriers. Cool. There you go. Yeah. Snacks, sweets. That's right. Sweets. I got them. Speaking of sweet news, Danny, for a couple of Haas boys. Yeah. Want to fill us in on our our real only news item here before we get to... Uh, Gunter, yeah, Gunter Stein has had, you know, a rough couple of years when it comes to drivers. So, some Sometimes you just got to, you kind of just like, don't rock the boat. Just like, keep it chill. Everything's fine. We, you know, we're all doing great. None of our drivers, uh, you know sponsors have have you know started illegal wars we can just <laughs> chill out here um both the Haas boys and uh, nico huckenberg who is new to the team this year who's been doing fantastic and kevin magnuson who has been uh started 113 times for Haas. Uh, wow uh, 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 as of this recording um they, have they both still feel their... like the new team they are the new team they still feel like a new team they do a bit, yeah. He's been in there for a long time. He's had a pretty stable career there. Um, although he, for you know, he obviously was out of there and also kind of felt like he was on the chopping block for a while. Last year he had a great season, and then uh, I don't want to say it's because he's he's chilled out a lot, which he has, and he has a kid, and he's you know he's he's uh, he's gotten a bit older, but he's definitely had a little bit less of uh, a look this year in comparison to his teammate for sure. Um. The line here from Gunter Steiner is, uh, we have an extremely solid driver pairing this season. There was no reason to look to change that. So the boys have gotten uh, an extension for next year. Both of them have their contracts for 2024. Um, bit of a weird season for Haas. I feel like in, in the sort of roll of the dice we got in the middle pack, they ended up sort of dropping, maybe, actually. Um, which is a bit of a shame. Seems like it's on the car side. Uh, Hulkenberg's had squeezed a lot out of it, I think, in a couple of races. But it's funny whenever the um they they seem to do well or like maybe do all right in qualifying or maybe get a little bit of look in the race. But then I always feel like once the stand once the checkered flag is drawn, they've they've sort of fallen back down again. You know, they're you're not getting that like Albon or you know Williams. Oh, they're kind of up there with Haas. They always seem to drift back out of the points, which is a bit of a shame for them. Yeah, I think the car eats up tires. I think that's what they're they're saying. Yeah. So there you well, go. We'll see them next congrats, year. Congrats, yeah, to those boys. Uh, well, should we take it to Monza, Danny? Let's do it, Monza, Monza, Monza. What a fantastic uh, temple of speed this wonderful track is in Italy. Uh, Monza is definitely, if you're new to the sport, Monza is definitely one of the more historical tracks. Uh, it was hosting the Italian Grand Prix three decades before the Formula One, or as we know it now, started in 1950. 1922 was when the first time they had a national race here at Monza. Circuit was built in like 100 days. There's a lot of lore behind it, um, often used as a test track uh, uh, for Ferrari and a bunch of other folks uh, over those years. Um, 
it has a bunch of different configurations over there. The version that we use for Formula One now has been sort of that way for a long time, but um, they have a, a pretty intense bank that if you go back and watch races in the 50s, they were driving on, and it's it's pretty insane. You you can see it um, the, under the sort of tunnels. You'll see the, the cars drive through, the bridges. If you glance your eyes upwards, you'll see um, uh, the banking there. Or if you go watch, uh, was it Grand Prix? It was Grand Prix where that crash, yeah. they they do the crash just as he's, yeah, there. It's it's wild. You can go watch. I think Top Gear did a bit there once before. It's crazy how high and how banked uh, it is. Um, and it's like, it would be undrivable for F1 cars now. It's all chopped up and stuff. But apparently when you go to the races, you can walk up on it and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Uh, 53 laps, 5.79 kilometers, 3.6 miles. It's uh it feels like a short track because there's only uh, 11 turns on it, but it covers a decent amount of ground. Uh, super fast track, lots of high-speed corners. It does have uh, two areas where there's pretty harsh braking zones, which is just as well because without them, it would just be a non-stopper. Um, uh, there's a chicane, which got added a while back, um, right at the end of the start-finish straight. Um, and then before the Lesmos, you have basically another chicane that's there as well, uh, turn four and turn five. Uh, the teams often uh, have their lowest downforce package. It's like a special package that they'll use here because 83% of the lap is done full throttle. So they don't necessarily need much downforce here. Um, uh, there's also like slight bit of banking on some of those little turns. Uh, one of the, the most... Uh, Famous of which being the final turn of the track, the Parabolica, this beautiful uh, sweeping 180 degree uh, right-hander that changes. Um, it's, uh, it has like multiple apexes, like it keeps changing its gradient as you're making your way around. Um, really opens up near the end, super turn. And they bank yeah, what'd you say? They should bank it. They should, yeah, they... <laughs> Not to kill the lily, time. but I think I think they should. I think Monza needs something for this new era, a little something and extra. And get rid of get rid of the bump banking on Parabolica at the very least. A little wiggle there, yeah. It's full of like historical turns. Curva Grande, turn three, big one, of course. Everyone favorite name knows that. Yeah, I know. Big curves, pretty good. Um, Ascari, the Lesmos, you'll get to know them all. Um, two DRS zones on it as well. They're both long enough. Um, they could have easily put a third DRS on it. I think in years past, they did have that one as well. But am I am I crazy? Did they have a DRS after the uh, the Ascari chicane? Or after that? Between 10 and 11? Between Probably. Parabolica and Ascari. I'll bet I Bernie think they used it. to. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Probably back when they were going ham and adding DRS everywhere. Anyway, at the end, according to F1's website, it's only, there's only the two of them now. Um, and of course, the the the... One of the most important features of the the track, much like Zanfort last week, is the local fans, the Tifosi, as they're known, the Ferrari fans, which will bathe the grandstands in that beautiful red. Ferrari are actually uh, running a different livery and um, a slightly different livery, I think, but the uh, fire suits, race suits they're wearing have like a crazy yellow uh, style to them, red and yellow, cool. yeah, a lot more yellow on them. They did the yellow last year too, right? Well, they did. Did like they do full, it last year? They did the full yellow car once, which oh, um, right. secretly may be the best sports car color, canary <laughs> yeah. yellow. I'm, I'm a yeah, big fan. Yeah, Jordan uh, baby. I think it'd be so cool if Ferrari honored their heritage uh, and did just run a special livery, but like 
I don't know, like ran a different race strategist and <laughs> maybe different race engineers uh, to to honor the team's history and legacy, oh, and man. just see what happens. You know, just like maybe change the energy. Get uh, get Bernie Collins back in there. Uh, <laughs> who I've really a, been enjoying enjoying on the uh, on the well, that was, on the especially broadcast. this one. That was her time yeah. to shine. Oh yeah, it was like oh, everyone yeah. shut up, Ber- get Bernie back totally. on the horn. Yeah, yeah, you're right. This was a good one for her. Uh, how's the weather looking? Well, heading into the weekend, um, we've got uh, some a little partly cloudy on Friday, but Saturday at uh, qualifying time, quite warm, 78 degrees Fahrenheit uh, or 26 Celsius, uh, light wind out of the south, um, but 21% precipitation. 21, all right. Mm, 21% chance. 21, a lick of spit maybe. Uh, and temperature wise, same on race day on Sunday, uh, wind just a little bit higher out of, uh, Ooh. out of the South precipitation though, climbs to 39%. <laughs> I'll take it. That's right. I'll take it. I'm trying to think when the last time we had rain at Monza, it feels a while ago. Yeah. Mm. Uh, heading into the Monza round we have the driver's championship in a state such as this for max verstappen <laughs> is on top of 339 points at what point i wonder would it will it be mathematically impossible for anyone else to catch him yeah um Inter- interlagos man no it's a bit late maybe maybe mexico yeah uh sergio perez in second with 201 points <laughs> that's 201 against 339 Mm. Uh, Alonso's in third with 168 Hamilton in fourth with 156 Sainz in fifth with 102 and Leclerc in sixth with 99 tied Mm. with George Russell Wow Uh, Lando Norris is in eighth with 75 points Stroll is in ninth with 47 Gasly in tenth with 37 points thanks to that podium and behind him uh, a tie between his teammate Esteban Ocon and Oscar Piastri with 36 points apiece Alex Albon is in 13th place with 15 points. Nico Hulkenberg's in 14th with 9. Valtteri Bottas is in 15th place with 5 points. Joe has 4. Sunoda has 3. Magnussen has 2. And then uh, the quad of Sergeant DeVries, Ricardo, and Lawson with 0. Hmm. 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 Uh, Red Bull Racing is on top of the Constructors' Championship with 540 points. Mercedes is in second with 255. Aston Martin in third with 215. Ferrari's in fourth going into Monza, the Temple of Speed, with 201 points. McLaren's in a somewhat distant fifth with 111. Alpine has 73. Williams has 15 now in a in their own seventh place. Gene Haas and team are in eighth with 11 points. Alfa Romeo's in ninth with nine, and Alfa Tauri has three uh speaking of the leaderboards in our fantasy league which you can join using the link in the show notes uh from the dutch grand prix we have in third place maximum mando uh second place from the dutch grand prix never gonna leave the space never gonna let you down and in first curb lickers but overall we have a two-way tie for the third spot in the podium uh, between Scuderia Mercedes and Lotus Begin, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, second place, uh, Sins of a Catering Empire. 
Great. And number one, paying the stroll toll. You got to do it. Certainly do. If you want to uh, get in the, yeah. You can join our fantasy league, like I said, using the link in the show notes. You can also send us an email at shiftf1podcast at gmail.com or f1.cool slash emails. You can also hit us up on the socials, which are also listed in our show notes. Uh, that's us around the internet. Should we take it around the world of racing, Danny? Let's race around the world. Yeah. MotoGP is in Circuit de Barcelona, Catalonia. Oh, for great the race. Catalonia round. Formula 2 and Formula 3 will be uh, supporting Formula 1 in Autodromo Nazionale Monza. The NASCAR Xfinity Series is in uh, Darlington, South Carolina at Darlington Raceway, LLC. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling. Oh, my Darlington. Sport clips, hair clip. Let's try this again. It's very long. The NASCAR Xfinity Series race, Sport Clips Haircuts VFW Help a Hero 200. Oh, my Lord. Yes. Uh, The Motocross Grand Prix is in, oh, wow. Where's that, Korea? Um, Afyon Kar Ahisar Merkez. Morocco? Turkey. Turkey, okay. Yes, for the Motocross Grand Prix of Turkey. Uh, the Indy Car Grand Prix of Portland is this weekend at the Portland International Raceway. Is that a good track? Uh, I, I think that so. Out. I, I don't know it, it very well. Feel I feel it, like it's not super overtaking. Yeah. It's not that far. I'm just, I'm, mm. I'm realizing that there's like slim pickings on the West Coast when it comes to Indian NASCAR, and I'm like... I oh, you, yeah, no, Port- I would, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Portland's well, on fire. You got Laguna Seca. It's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> the bitnile.com Grand Prix of Portland. Thank you. Yeah. Thought that was important to include. Absolutely. We also got NASCAR. Where are we at? Oh, also at Darlington. Oh, my darling. Every year we do that. We certainly do. It's funnier <laughs> yeah. every time. Yeah, absolutely. They're racing at the Cookout Southern oh. 500. Oh, that's the most American one we've had yet. <laughs> Danny, your uh, your American accent is really coming along. Thank you. <laughs> Did you guys watch Daytona, by the way? No, but I saw that crash. Oh, my oh, God. Boy. I can't believe you walked away from it. Absolute monster. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of... Uh, it was a crazy one. It was interesting because Bubba needed... Bubba needed no one new to win to get into the the last uh, qualifier for the postseason. The playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, I won't spoil it, but it was uh, it was really down to the wire. Yeah, and that crash was crazy. He flipped like, I don't know. He Ten times. Rolled, like, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the car went off fire. And it looked like it was upside down, but what had happened was the bonnet had broken and spun around. So it looked like he was head down. So everyone was like rushing there. And then they had a reverse angle and the car was actually on its wheels with the bonnet from the initial shot had just like looked upside down. So it was like, okay. Okay. By saying bonnet, you just completely undid all of your American. Oh, my American. God damn it. Ah. God damn it. Okay. We better get out there, Hank. The bon- it was the bonnet. <laughs> you, had to go to, you had to go to the petrol station, didn't he? Uh, well, maybe uh, you've heard of Formula One. It's also on this re- weekend. Um, oh, yeah. Friday, September 1st. Um, 
Free Practice 1 kicks off at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time on ESPN2. Free Practice 2 is at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on also on ESPN2. Saturday, uh, September 2nd, Free Practice 3 at 6.30 a.m. Eastern on ESPN2, followed by qualifying at 10 a.m. on ESPN2. But the race, everyone, Sunday, September 3rd, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on ESPN. Woo! That's what's going on this weekend. What's going on today in history, Danny? <laughs> no, no one's dying in this. I've checked. Are I sure? looked. Maybe. Although, I feel like people almost did. I was watching this live when this happened, and I thought that I was watching because I was young. I think I was eight. No, was I a bit older? No, I was eight. And I was like, "Is it? Is this a live race, or am I watching one of those like?" worst crashes montages you know what i mean mm-hmm. that type of thing so let's get into it august 30th the start of any grand prix is always the what most year? dangerous moment oh he'll, we'll get to it oh okay. is almost the mo- is always always the most dangerous moment but when the whole grid is so tightly bunched up uh, sorry when the whole grid is so tightly bunched up on this day in 1998 at the belgian grand prix <gasps> at spa david coulthard triggered a massive accident in the opening stages in which 13 cars were involved. Despite spectacular carnage, no one was hurt, and after the race was restarted, Rainmeister Michael Schumacher looked to have the win soon up as he raced away from the rest of the field until he crashed into the back of David Coulthard while trying to lap him. Famous incident, that in its own right. A furious Schumacher had to be restrained by Ferrari staff after he marched into the McLaren garage screaming Coulthard, even claiming the Scot had tried to kill him. Uh, this was the famous incident where Coulthard, uh, like, I guess he, uh, he saw Schumacher, Schumacher thought he was going to get out of the way, there was way too much spray, couldn't see him, and then Schumacher basically sort of like wiggle overtook way too late and his wheel came off, and he was driving around on three uh, wheels. Um, pretty crazy. Meanwhile, the racing continued, and Damon Hill took the win, uh, the first ever for the Jordan team, and Damon's first since 1996. To further sweeten the day for Eddie Jordan, Ralph Schumacher came second to make it a Jordan 1-2, although the German was upset he hadn't been given the chance to race Hill for the win in the closing stages. So, good day for the Irish there as well. With uh, with Jordan, Jordan doing the job. Okay, well, carnage, but no serious injuries. No serious injury. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was madness. They restarted it and it happened again. It was it was bananas. There was there was third cars used. It was absolute absolute madness. It wasn't on the first turn. It was on the way. It was after the turn on the way towards Orouge. They didn't get anywhere near Orouge. They were fucking. You should, if you've never seen this, you should watch a highlight. I'll see if F one has a a cut down of the uh, of the ninety eight Spa Grand Prix. It's the cars disappear into the mist, and the new camera angle is just like rain, and then parts of cars coming out of the rain. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Madness. You, you weren't eight years old in ninety eight, were you? I was. I'm eighty six. I was born. Yes, yeah, so so. you were twelve. I was 12. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I can't add. Sorry. I didn't mention that. Sorry. In Ireland, they don't teach you how to add. I had to move to England to learn how to add. So, <laughs> uh, Well, uh, what are your thoughts heading into Monza, Danny? Final Hope it rains, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> Hope yep. that's, just, that's just my... If we had an AI bot trained to listen to me and come up with 
podcast responses. That's what I'd probably say. Or Nyum or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, no, I don't know. I think Monza is... Um, it could be... Uh, I don't know. Straight line speed here is obviously going to help the Red Bulls. But there's a lot... Ooh, there's maybe Williams. There, well, yeah, and there, the, the issue with Monza is that there is a lot of high speed... Sorry, there, there a lot of the corners are high speed corners. But there's just simply not enough of them. It, there's just not many turns on this one. So it just does end up being a bit of a straight line speed uh, race because of the two uh, straights either side of the parabolic and the one after um, between Lesmo and Ascari. So uh, I don't know. I, I, I think Monza always seems to produce interesting races. I think there'll be a lot of interesting um, fights happening in the middle of the pack. I, I'm, you know, we've, we've had a random winner here before in, in the not you know, this is where uh, Gasly got his Ocon. victory. Was it? No, Ocon was hungry, wasn't it? Oh, okay. Um, maybe it was Gasly, yeah. I think it was Gasly. Um, in front of nobody, right? That was the COVID year, I remember. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I always enjoy Monza. I feel like even if it's a sort of a, you know, a relatively boring race, Monza's just a beautiful track to watch cars race around. So I'll, I'll enjoy it regardless. Cool. Final thoughts, Rob? Yeah, um... Zandvoort was a was a blast. I don't expect anything this in, this incredible from from this race due to some of the reasons Danny Danny cited. Uh, I think the kind of the most interesting thing I'm keeping an eye on is just there's a lot of teams that have a bit a bit of disorder uh, in, in in their house, both like strategically or with like their personnel lineup, and so I feel like this is kind of a a, a super silly season, and that there's a lot of drivers who need to start making a case for, you know, where they're going to be next year, what their contract negotiation environment's going to be like. And I think there are some teams that really are at a point where there needs to be like a serious evaluation of how calls are being made, where decision-making lives uh, and how those are being arrived at. And so I'm, I'm just super curious to see what some of the lessons learned from Zandvoort, uh, how those carry forward into Monza. If there's one place Ferrari don't want to beef it up, strategy-wise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, if you'd like to support the show and get access to all of our bonus episodes, the ad-free version of the podcast, and the official Shift F1 Discord, you can do so over at patreon.com slash shiftf1. Have a good race weekend, everyone. We will see you all next week. Mm-hmm.